Huzzah, Rangers. What a big win against Austin. The Jabronis I had a great time there at Union Point Stadium. Just wanted to let you know before we uh, jump into the podcast here, I've got a new video intro to the videos that I post on YouTube. So that'll be starting this week. Purchase that on Fiverr.com, not a sponsor. But for $17, you can get a lot of good things on there, guys. Pretty happy with the intro. Wanted to let you know that we're working with a new uh, title of the segment with Dave and I. It's Outriders with Phil and Dave. Let us know what you think about Outriders as the um, the show within the show um, segments that we do with Dave from Yeti Poet Rugby. Let us know at Jack's Rangers show at gmail.com. Just wanted to let you know, yeah, guys, we're still here. This is the third episode. This baby is just rolling. Send us your questions, comments, fan reactions, um, input on the show, what you guys like, what you guys don't like. Jack's Rangers show at gmail.com. Coming up later in the show, of course, we've got Outriders with Phil and Dave. We'll be covering Free Jack's News. We'll be covering the Austin game. We'll be talking about uh, the scores around the league, looking at the upcoming schedule. And of course, previewing the Free Jacks match uh, that they have next, which will be week nine, I believe. I think last week I said it was uh, week seven, but it's actually week eight that we just had against Austin. And then upcoming will be week nine or round nine, however you want to call it. But yeah, I've got an interview with Dylan Faraci coming up as well later on in the show. Dylan is a college rugby player, player, a current college rugby player. So we talked about his experience uh, playing college rugby, his recruitment, that sort of thing. And of course, we got into the uh, the famous now um, Jack's Ranger show questions, uh, mixing it up a little bit going forward. But I did want to let you know that I did speak to some players after the home game at Union Point Stadium against the Jabronis. And we're going to be having some players players on uh, later in the upcoming weeks, guys. So that should be very exciting. Also got some big announcements coming up, but we'll get into the show right now. Here we go with the Jax Rangers show. guys hope you're still enjoying the intro i just wanted to give a quick shout out to a couple of our buddies here josh larson oh captain my captain i spoke to him after the game looking forward to having him on the show pretty soon here on jack's rangers also the eagle had a chat with him expect him on the show soon of course our little buddy uh ollie Englehart from hong kong uh played at dartmouth uh scrum half he um, works in the front office and also from time to time i, I guess we'll jump in on, on a free jacks game if his number's called upon really enjoyed talking to ollie for a second there at the game really excited to have him on the the, the show because you know he kind of does a dual things for the for the team i mean he's a a part-time player and and also works in the front office so i'm really interested to get his perspective another shout out to goes to natalie joshua hung out with him before the game and then a little bit uh, prior to the game what a great fan he is we actually have an interview with him coming up in a couple episodes down the road here a little short interview i did with uh, mr joshua had a great time with him so those are the shout outs. Quick update. Unsuspended on Twitter. Thank goodness. I've actually I reached out about three times and um, I finally was like tagging them on posts to get their attention. And then I'm unlocked. I'm, I'm set free. I'm running wild on Twitter, y'all. So check me out at Jack's Rangers on Twitter. The website is live as well. It's a labor of love. It looks very simple. Uh, as I said in a previous episode, 
I did it myself on Squarespace, not a sponsor, but jacksrangers.com is live. I post the, the episodes there. So there's an about section about me on there. You can contact me on there through um, gmail.com. I even put an address on there, guys. So you can send stuff if you would like. Um, yeah, just uh, nothing crazy. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, send me stuff in the mail. Go ahead. Why not? Just a quick note about the game. I wanted to quote our boy, an adopted son of the Carolinas, Ric Flair, the greatest of all time. I was thinking about this, and I posted it on Twitter after the game about our undefeated streak so far at Union Point Stadium. So to quote the great Ric Flair, whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. That's how I feel about our Free Jacks. What a win against Austin. Man, Austin looks pretty stout. Uh, that's a good, good team that we beat. So we'll talk about that with Dave here in just a moment. I appreciate you guys listening. Let's get it, baby. Here comes the, the Outriders with Phil and Dave right now on Jack's Rangers show. Huzzah, Rangers. It's Phil Harris again, of course, here at the Jack's Rangers show. I've got Dave from Yeti Poet Rugby, Hello. the co-host here of the Outriders segment here. Uh, working title, not sure if we're going to keep that yet, but uh, right now it's the Outriders. Dave, I suggested some pretty terrible ones, but I think this one's the best one that we came up with. <laughs> it fits our theme, you know? You yeah. always got to spitball ideas. You never know when you're going to get the good one. For sure. How you doing, man? Pretty well. How about yourself? Not too bad. Glad we got that win at home. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was good. Uh, good day of rugby. Great to be there. Um, lovely weather. Yeah. Uh, just the all-around great experience. For sure. All right, let's get right into it, Outriders here. Um, Free Jacks News. We've got a mascot, y'all. Finally, Woodgy returns from the woods. He's out and about. He's unleashed to mixed reactions on social media. Um, you know, hate to be, uh, you know, provide any feedback or critical or anything like that. But uh, some folks were just not digging Woodgy. Maybe he'll grow on him. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I think that uh, if you don't like him, he's not for you, right? <laughs> like that, that's how I feel. If you're if you're like a grown man, and you have a big problem with a mascot, you might need to rethink a couple things. I saw Mags um, actually dunking on a couple people on social media <laughs> who complained about it, and uh, you know he's very respectful, but um, he has a way with words that he just kind of said, you know, well. Hopefully you change your mind over time. We saw lots of kids, children yeah. engaging with the mascot and uh, right. being really interested. And uh, that's the point. Exactly. It's not yeah. for you, you know, the, the grizzled old boy or, or whoever else. Right. Yeah. Um, as soon as I saw Wally there at the match, the, yeah. the Red Sox mascot, right? As soon as I saw Wally with Woody, it clicked. Yeah. Um, no, I was like, I get, I get it now. This makes sense. You know, you don't have to say anything. You don't need copy or an, or an official backstory. You just see them side by side. Woody, Wally, got it. Now I'm associating these things, and uh, you know, it's only going to be good for youth engagement in Boston and getting kids interested, involved, and that's the point. Exactly. That's what it's all about. And hat tip to whoever in the front office was like, we've got to get a New England established mascot in here with Woodgy. That is absolutely brilliant because you're exactly right. When I saw Wally and then I saw Woodgy, I was like, makes perfect sense. This is exactly what they needed to do. And they did it. Well done to those folks in the front office. Um, we're big fans of those folks it, just in general, but that was really, really well done. 
Definitely. And Woogie on between the two letters, absolutely hilarious once again. Great job, guys, yep. on office and the creative team, the media folks there. Really funny stuff. Keep it coming. We're really waiting on those on the edge of our seat to see which one's coming out next. And they're so funny. Absolutely. They, they're nailing it. Dave's homework for last week was to find out if there was a Welsh player that is in MLR. You got any updates for us, Dave? I got none. Ah. Uh, I reached I reached out to the Lizard um, legendary uh, GM, I believe, of Rooney. I did not hear back. Um but I know he's a very busy man. They had quite quite a weekend. He probably had bigger things on his plate. I did think of another person I can ask. Somebody I know, Di Morgan, who's a Welsh coach, uh, lives in um, the Mediterranean France, I believe. Uh, his social media is fun to follow. Uh, but he has been active in the United States and does a lot of work with um, high school and college age athletes um, at Cardiff Met. I believe so American kids going over to Wales to study and play rugby um, and Welsh kids coming to America to, to study and play rugby young kids and young adults. Uh, So if there's, if I I have a backup, if, if I can't get an answer from Steve Lewis, we'll see if I can get one from Di Morgan. Uh, Steve Lewis might've saw that you're associated with this fine show and was like, I'm not going to answer this guy because I uh, poked a little fun with uh, Steven because he was, he was giving himself a victory lap with um, his association with Rooney last week over there when he posted a very glowing article of Rooney. And listen, they deserve it um, with what happened this week as well. But hey, we're New England, they're New York. So I'm going to poke a little fun with these guys on the internet. I'm going to troll a little bit. So he probably saw that, that you were associated with us and was just like, I'm not replying to this guy. That must be it, guilt by association. We'll never get our answer now. Yeah, oh well. Uh, <laughs> we'll get it from somebody else. <laughs> That's right. Um, so moving right along here into what was, uh, the week of rugby that it was, um, every game was decided by less than a try. Incredible. Saturday. A lot of parody. Yep. Saturday's, uh, total combined point differential was 11. So I didn't look for the specific Sunday one, but all of the games were extremely close. That's exactly what you want for a league that not a lot of people have seen outside of rugby. Um, I was really hoping that a lot of people that have never seen it before were watching last weekend to see how close these games were, the parity within the league. It's it's great. Yeah, close and hard fought. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, some, especially with low scoring games, it can sometimes be a bit of a tactical battle or or uh, a slog without a lot going on. And, and none of these matches were that. It was, you know, very back and forth. For sure. Um, so I noticed that my sticky notes are a little bit out of order here. So I'm trying to find the correct one to speak of for the, the match. Um, so I have the scores in front of me, though. I've got Houston Sabercats, 26, Nola Gold, 28. So that was a nail biter there. What yep. I wrote down was two tries by Nola with a line out running ball in the first 20 minutes, and they were beautifully executed. Yep. Uh, the, the ball... Okay, I can't even read my own writing day. This is horrible. Um, Houston, my Western Conference team. So let me just take a moment to explain why I kind of like Houston. Kind of like, you know, I don't have have an feeling about Houston at all. I got family that live in Houston. My girlfriend's best friend lives in Houston. Um, They have a rugby-specific stadium. They're the only team in the MLR that I'm aware of that has a rugby-specific stadium. So I want them to do well. Um, I'd love to go down there. That's my dream travel game to go down there and, and see um, New England play 
Houston in that beautiful rugby specific stadium. It's so awesome that we can say that. that, that yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything for the game? Any comment? Um, always good to see a close game. Uh, Nola seems really tough to crack down at the gold mine. Mm-hmm. Um, a scary team to play at home. Yeah, for sure. Next one that I have listed here is also out of order. Hang on for a second. I can't believe this <laughs> happened. All right. Um, yeah. So the next one that I have listed here, I'm skipping over our game, of course. Uh, yep. Rugby ATL 33, Toronto Arrows 29. This was the Fire and Ice Cup. That's a cute name. Um, I yeah. think it has uh, an association with them both being in Atlanta right now because otherwise it's not a natural rivalry, right? Not, not at all. Though I guess we um... – I mean, Atlanta's not even the southernmost team in the uh, no. in the league, so it's not even the antipodes of north and south. But uh, it is hot and cold, fire yep. and ice. Fair enough. I'll give it. I'll give it to you. I think it's it's great that it worked out that they could both use uh, the facilities down there um, at Life University this season, mm-hmm. and it was always going to be a weird match. Both of them, you know, essentially playing at home. So I'm glad that they turned it into something. Yep significant and something that um you know for the going forward for the rest of major league rugby it's going to harken back to this year 2021 where they you know shared shared a field and why and uh the sort of extraordinary measures that toronto took to stay in the competition and and you know give uh give everybody a fair shake so it's pretty cool i like it absolutely so I, saw, I noted that there was a yellow card in the first two minutes for Toronto, but they bounced back for sure. Uh, two charge, well, a charge down for Toronto, it turned into a try. You love to see that. That's always exciting to see charge yep. down into a try. Um, ATL had a beautiful line out for a mall try to end to start the second half. I can't believe I, I'm having trouble with my own writing here. Um, tie in the seventy fourth minute, ATL with a try to win the game in the 82nd minute. That is into dead time there. Um, yeah, so, showing a lot of grit. Yeah, for sure. It's and not, this, this, not easy to do to, to to tough that out that way, and they did. And it was, and they really ground it out, too. It was not um, – if you haven't seen the match, it was not, you know, we kept possession and then we all had a 40-meter break and we won. Uh, I mean, they were on the line just slamming, absolutely hammering it home until they, they got over and touched it down. Yes, sir. Um, and this is a team that uh, New England, our Free Jacks, are playing this coming week. So, you know, take note of that, guys. Rangers out there. This is a gritty team in uh, Atlanta that will just grind you up. Next one here, we've got Old Glory DC, 33, to Utah Warriors, 34. So, again, very, very close game. Early great intercept try by Whippy uh, or Whippy from Utah. Uh, that was very entertaining to see. And the first one, I believe, all year, a drop goal by D.C. that was successful. You love to see it. I mean, drop goals are not a thing anymore in rugby, and it's a real shame because it's so exciting to see it happen. And you're like, wow, he really got that off in that, you know, in real time. He didn't, you know, it wasn't a, a penalty kick or something like that. Yep. yep. You'll um, three years ago, my team charles river uh lost a playoff match against providence to a prop kicking a drop goal in like the 75th minute or so and um it was it was heartbreaking and incredible never (laughs) never seen it that's never seen it 
tight head prop just slotted it through 20 30 meters out great kick three points what are you gonna do nobody nobody saw it coming that's that's one thing so when you play rugby in the deep well not the deep south but in the carolinas and at my age when i was growing up i did a lot of kicking just for fun yep um so i would have loved to have kicked a game-winning drop goal as a second rower uh, that would have that, that would be the ultimate thing for me um but yeah let's see here um dc leading 33 to 27 at the death and utah scored a try but needed the conversion to win it and they nailed the conversion must have been you know great to watch in real time i, I did see the highlights yeah so good for the league absolutely just a great week of rugby so many stories like that yes, sir. this week well, here we come to L.A. versus our buddies from New Jersey. Um, 16 to 18 with New Jersey getting the win. So before I get into I've got actually two sticky notes worth of notes here because I did watch this one all the way through. Let me just say, I'm glad L.A. lost. I'm not happy that it was to our arch rivals that play in New Jersey. That are my thoughts. That is my emotional thoughts on it. Um, I, I was giving our Rooney Buddy supporters there, uh, the Rooster Boosters, a lot of crap before the game, saying that they were going to run into a buzzsaw with LA and they're going to, we're going to pat, we're going to wave past them as we go up the standings. Well, that unfortunately <laughs> did not happen. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Against all odds, they pulled it out. It was quite yeah. a match. Incredible. Yep. Um, lift carried by their kicking, I would say. I mean, mm-hmm. um, when you when you can keep the score low, penalties can win it for you. Yep. And that was a big big part of what they did. Um, forced LA to make mistakes and capitalized on them. I wrote down sloppy play at the beginning. I uh, wish both teams could lose, but standings wise, I was pulling for LA in this game. Back and forth possession due to great defense by Rooney. Uh, there was turnovers in the first half, left and right from LA. The kick that missed, but the refs awarded it. The ARs awarded three points. That's going to be talked about for a while. I mean, it was it was kind of harped on during the broadcast. There was a, a situation where a kick yeah. was not did not go through the uprights, but the, the ARs unfortunately did award it. Um, New Jersey grinded it out, man. LA, obviously, they they want to run. They they're running rugby. Uh, they're running rugby team rather. Um, LA possibly affected by travel. I mean, that's that's a hellacious uh, west to east travel there. The game played into New Jersey's hands big time. Yeah, it it did. They uh, it reminded me in some ways of trying to play against an old boys team. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of trying to play, you know, with a club or a college side against a, a pretty good or at least okay old boys team, where it just seems like every time you get tackled, it takes five minutes for the ball to come out, and you know, no matter what you do, they're just a, a half step ahead of you, um, and you just can't make your athleticism matter enough to win you know and that is a little bit of what we saw from la maybe that new york had a great game plan and they um they played it well they limited scoring and that's what that's what we've known all along you're gonna have to do to beat la you're not gonna be able to beat them if they score 50 points but if you can keep it to 16 you got a pretty good shot yeah absolutely um new jersey yellow card at the 70th minute and i was like okay here we go 
LA is going <laughs> to capitalize here and win this game. But unfortunately, LA got a yellow at the 74th minute. Overall, a great game. I mean, you can't be too disappointed. I would have liked to see New Jersey lose that game so that we could um, catapult over them in the standings. But it is what it is. Beautiful game to watch. Just unfortunate with the outcome. I'll, you know. <sighs> All right. Moving right along here. <laughs> San Diego <laughs> Legion versus Seattle Seawolves. 15 to 21 in favor of uh, the Seattle Seawolves. I think this might have been the largest differential between all the teams this weekend, but getting in less than a try uh, or less than a try and a conversion um, uh, differential there. So Ross Neal is so good. Former Wasps player. That's my favorite team in England. Man, he is just a a huge impact on the field, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, For me, it was really good to see uh, Seattle finally get a win one of my good friends is um a, a big seawolves supporter he's second season ticket holder and uh, he's been it's been a little bit bummed he's not a rugby guy he's a seattle sports guy you know yep. and he got into the seawolves he's been he's been really excited to, to talk to me about it and it's been really tough to try to you know <laughs> support him this season i'm like you know they're good they got rory best you're gonna be gonna be fine things will work out yeah. Um, so it, uh, it's, it's been fun. I'm, I'm glad they won. He was very happy that they got a win. Although his Seattle fandom peeked through and he's like, no, we can just lose everything for the rest of this season. <laughs> got a, got a little bit Eeyore on me. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Good for Seattle. Um, the, the new, the San Diego injuries are definitely going affecting this team. This is a team in 2019. They went to the finals, almost won, won the whole thing. Yep. Um, in 2020, the um, pandemic shortened season, they I think were undefeated, if I recall correctly, five and zero. Yeah, they yeah. were looking really nasty. Yeah. Um, very unfortunate for them. Uh, it's changed the way that people have that the whole season's played out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's changed the dynamic in the West, and um, really, you know, it's a it's a little bit. I don't want to be too doom and gloom, but. With with the injuries, it's it's a very different picture. Um, yeah, and, for sure. You know, a match coming up against them right now uh, just does not look, you know, to you uh, standings wise and like points available on the table wise, like it like it would have at the beginning of the season. That's for, for sure. sure. Yeah, our friend of the show, uh, Rucky, must be ecstatic. Great job, Rucky, with your team. That's right. and, uh, yeah, send me a message on Instagram again. We'll, we'll reconnect, buddy. Um, okay, so moving right along here, we've got – well, actually, before we get to our game, I'm just going to pull up and share the screen here. That looks right. There we go. Yes. Okay. Whoop. And this – whoop. There we go. Um, so here, here's the uh, jacksranger.com real quick. Uh, let's go on there. Check it out. But uh, Eastern Conference – so look who's at the top at this point, Nola Gold with 24 points. And then New Jersey, they're at 23. We'll move right along. Um, <laughs> so the Free Jacks halfway uh, between heaven and hell right now at 21 points in third place. And Old Glory DC um, with 15 points. I, I wonder about them in the playoff picture. I mean, there's still plenty of games to go, but we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, 2-4-1 and one is tough to climb back out of. For sure, yeah. And what else we got here? We got the upcoming schedule. So May the 15th on Saturday at 4 p.m., NOLA Gold against uh, San Diego Legion. 
And uh, 8 p.m. that night on the Saturday, May the 15th, we've got Toronto Arrows and Houston Sabercats. Um, at the exact same time, we've got uh, New Jersey against Austin, uh, the Jabronis. And again, look at this, a lot of uh, 8 p.m. games. On Nesson, uh, our game, the Free Jacks will be playing Rugby ATL. And at 10 p.m., the late game, guys, um, what is that, FS2? That is uh, Utah Warriors against L.A. And then finally, the Sunday game, the lone game on Sunday at noon Eastern time, we've got Seattle Seawolves against uh, D.C., so that'll be great. Uh, let me stop sharing here. There we go. All right, we're back. Okay. So that brings us to our game. The AGs, the Jabronis, 18 against our Free Jacks, 22. Fantastic game. Um, my crystal ball was pretty clear again, Dave. My prediction was off by one point on both sides. So that was pretty yep. cool. Happy to pretty, see that. pretty impressive. Good, yeah. good, good <laughs> predicting there. Thanks, man. Um, six out of 10 MLR experts predict, predicted the AGs to win. So we, we had the upset there. <laughs> Initial thoughts? Um, it was a fantastic match. Uh, watching it there in the stadium, there was a lot of tension. Um, my key to the game that they needed to score early to win turned out not to be correct, although I got more and more anxious as the match went on. Right. Um, and we were not able to put tries up on the board. Um, it was, uh, I don't know. It, it created a really, a really good narrative. I feel like, mm -hmm. uh, and a good rugby match kind of can tell a story. Um, and we saw that I feel like on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, the, there, was, there was a strange feeling in the crowd for the first 30 minutes. I don't, I mean, it maybe because of the awkward anthem, um, Perhaps there was a flat crowd, and the Free Jacks played a little flat for the first 30 yes. minutes. Austin dominated territory and possession. We had a great, tricky little try before the end of the half that helped the team and the crowd, I think, get back into it. I definitely jumped on my feet when uh, John Poland got that ball and ran about 20 meters or so um, to eventually get the, the the try. I think it was Barlow, right? Harry Barlow that scored that one? Yep, Barlow finished that one. Yep. Um, one one pass off Poland. Poland was dynamic. I mean, he got 20, 20 meters down the field and 40 meters across the field, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Um, he really, really essentially challenged the entire and, and stuck the entire Austin defensive line. Yeah. Just, you know, one guy at a time down the line, basically, uh, with with some angled running, um, just freezing everybody, bumping off one tackler and then um, finally just earning the two on one on the outside and delivering the ball to Barlow. Um, just excellent little trick play there by the, the mad genius, our uh, great coach, Ryan Martin. Um, yep. Tell of two halves again. You know we're we're losing at halftime. Austin's ill discipline actually hurt them. Uh, actually, they normally have great discipline, as we talked about in the previous game, but they had some issues towards the end of the game there that definitely had to hurt them. I think they had two yellow cards at one time going yeah. on. Yeah, I think they just were repeatedly infringing at the breakdowns. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, you know, any nastiness. It's just we've seen in MLR, uh, it's happened to the Free Jacks that if a referee does not think that you are listening to them about how they want you to change their behavior, 
they will give you a yellow card. Yeah. That, you know, they will send you off and they'll do the same thing five minutes later to somebody else if you still don't get the message. Uh, and that's what Austin got caught up in a little bit where they were just not not quite reactive enough to the referee and what the, the referee wanted, the picture that the referee wanted to see. And fair play to the referees. They are the rule interpreters of the, the game, or the law interpreters, rather. And the sole, uh, I believe the law book says the referee is the sole judge of law and yes. fact. Yes. <laughs> I remember reading that during taking my AR and then eventual um, head coaching and refereeing uh, certifications through USA Rugby. Yep. Um, the huzzah sign, it's in the background over there if you want to point it that is. out. Yeah, um, right over my shoulder here. So I was on what I'm calling Bunker Hill. Uh, that's a working title. Um, the hill in the uh, the tri area, beyond the tri zone there. When the chant started, so tell us about it, Dave. How did that take place? Uh, we were, um, I don't know what minute mark. I'll maybe try to find it in the replay. But we had a real pivotal scrum coming up. Um, it had been a tough area of the game all day, as we as we saw with with our own issues and cards, right? So I knew that it was just going to be a, a really big moment and it was tough at times to get some cheering in. The music's been really loud. I know the team's responsive to that and, and planning on turning it down a little bit, but uh, the, the music had kind of quieted and seemed like it was going to stay that way. Yeah. And so I just stood up. I happened to be sitting right behind Spider. So oh. we chatted throughout the, throughout the match. We were both oh, yeah. right on the 10 meter line Very nice. um, in the writer's reserve section there. Yep. Um, and I told him, I said, uh, Spider, you ready to you ready to make Huzzah a thing? Nice. And he was like, Yeah, I mean, you know Spider. So he's like, oh Yeah, God. let's do it, man. Yeah. So I I turned around and just you know, bellowed, used my best teacher voice to yell right. at the crowd uh, <laughs> and said, Um, let's get some huzzahs for the boys, Ooh, which yeah. is uh probably Probably a regrettable way to phrase it, but definitely <laughs> what I'm going to go with every time from now on. Huzzahs for the boys. It's a direct so, message that all the old forwards like myself can understand. Oh, yeah, we're going to say huzzah yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> so I did, just gave a little countdown and yeah. got the sign up there. People got pretty into it. Uh, right. It worked pretty well. Looking forward to doing it more Awesome. Um, when we play uh, Toronto in a couple weeks. Yes, yeah, that's going to be a great game. Um, yeah, just a, a quick word about Spider. Friend of the show, Rangers, if you see Spider at the game, get him a beer, please, because he was our first ever surprise guest, and it was so well received. What a what a guy. What a super fan. Just A-plus all around with Spider. Yeah, great attitude. Guy has a lot of fun. Sure. I saw a comment from somebody who ended up sitting next to them or close to them kind of inadvertently mm -hmm. and just basically said that at first they were a little bit scared taking it back but very quickly they they warmed up to them and and had a great time so yep. it, was, it was very fun well always a lot of energy from the the boys in the revolutionary war hoodies yes they're called the fighting 69th regiment that's the that's fighting 69th <laughs> regiment nice i know right that's nice <laughs> Um, so people are saying that we are a second half team. Not sure about that. What's your thoughts on that? Um, interesting. I think we are a better second half team than most other teams. Okay. I think we have a lot of depth and I think in rugby depth is power. Um, and we bring that to bear really well. Uh, good, smart coaching, good substitutions are a part of it. 
uh, the Eddie Jones finishers, right? The the subs are not there when the starters break to be put on, but they're there to go out and finish the job. That's right. You know, play the last 20. Yep. I think we do that well, probably better than other teams who maybe for whatever, either strategic reasons or personnel reasons have to have kind of a more traditional, the subs are there for if the starters break right. approach. Yep. Um, so I think we beat teams in the second half frequently. We don't give up. We've never seen this team quit. Even, you know, the, the losses we've got, they fight it to the end. And several of the wins that we have are from them pulling it out at, you know, snatching snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. That's right. Yeah, I mean, this team will never quit, I don't think. Um, they've got that mentality. They've got that culture within the locker room that this team does not quit ever. Doesn't matter what the scoreline is. Doesn't matter what the situation is. Um, they're going to keep fighting. And that's New England, man. That's That's us. So... It's good to have a team so representative of the the region. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really hope the kicking woes do not follow us going forward. Left some points off the board for sure in our game against the Jabronis. There were some difficult kicks um, that were needed. Not great angles for Bodine Waka, Mm -hmm. but we need to get some of them. Yep. Right, you're not going to get 100% of those kicks, but it would be really nice to um, bag, you know, half of those points. Say, uh, really, really make a difference. I'm sure that he's disappointed in in that. I've never, I've never, never met a kicker who wasn't disappointed to miss any kick. Yeah. Right, so not not a happy day for him, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, we will see. I do think that we maybe. Uh, that may be one if when you start evaluating like playoff performance, mm-hmm. uh, that playoff level performance, that might be an area where we are a little bit lacking specialist kicking. Um, I, I know from firsthand experience how important that can be. I played with a guy named Jerry Keneally for years who um, it was just a, a legendary, legendary kicker. Um, for our club scored, you know, 90% of the points for us for years because he just almost never missed a kick and, and you know, it, it carried a team. Um, so it's just really can can lay down kind of a backbone of points for, sure. for, for a rugby squad. So it would be a great thing to get dialed in a little bit better. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into the MVP of the game, I just wanted to mention we're undefeated at home. And we have nine game nine games left, with six being home games. Yep. So it is going to be a free Jack and Jack's Rangers summer, baby. Absolutely, so, I will be there. Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Hopefully, we can can extend that um, home game winning streak. That would be fantastic. Yeah. All season. Yeah, all season. That- I'm just going to run it through to the end. That would be beautiful, man. Can you imagine the scenes after the last game at home and we win? Oh, so great. Yeah. Um, so my MVP of the game, I'll go first here if you don't mind. Um, last week's League Player of the Week, the Little Magician. Now, I went back and forth with this, right, because mm-hmm. what catches your eye is the guy that scores the tries, and that was for us, Gary Barlow. Um, this week he had two uh, tries that were scored. But I just – I really want – he willed that turnaround, John Johnny Poland did, He willed the turnaround of that game by catching that ball and running those meters and doing what he needed to do to get us in a place where we could win that game. Unreal effort for that first try. He is my MVP of the game. What about you? 
Um, well deserved for John Poland. He's as you know, people are are saying all around the league now. The form, the form scrum half, him and Harry Goddard for LA. Um, he played fantastic. I love that lineup play, and just like I said, so much work from from him to go upfield and across the field and, and generate that try. Yep. Um, Barlow is really showing what an attacking threat he is um, in his own right. Uh, and you, I think, often see this when um, somebody like Dougie Fife becomes a threat defenses are going to start targeting him i can promise you that you know he's seeing a different defensive look now than he was seeing at the beginning of the season right because teams know how lethal he is and you know if you double team one guy you're gonna have a little bit less coverage for somebody else down the line and with fife at 13 we're seeing barlow explode out on the wing now a little bit it's really good to see but my player of the match is going to be eric de jager who held up a try that would have that absolutely made the difference between winning and losing so it was a four-point game so just that try would have would have given austin the win he got underneath the ball um and just perfectly positioned himself it's not an easy thing to do to hold the try up in rugby uh, for people who haven't haven't tried haven't played or haven't done it um, it's often a team effort. A bunch of guys get in, and he had some backup, but he uh, really got the ball rolling himself. It was it was um, definitely his held up try. He did the hard work, and he got in the right body position. And then some guys came in and helped finish sealing off the job. But he was firmly underneath the ball. Um, it was also a really really difficult day scrummaging, and he um, played it um you know very well he was great in the loose he had some really really hard tackles which is what you want from a tight head prop if you can get some some good carries and some good tackles on top of your scrummaging and line out work um, and driving malls you know every mall you see off the line out is is primarily uh you know the lifters who are probably props in there doing it that's who you want in there it's your tight head and loose head props right in the front that's what they do in the scrum you want them doing it in the mall um, so he just he just had a great day, so I'm giving it I'm giving it to the front row, Eric Diager. He was player of the week for his specific position. I did see that, so well deserved yep. for him. My musket size pants tent goes to Connor Mooneyham, 24 <laughs> years old, the first overall draft pick last year for Dallas, and Dallas is not in the league right now, so he went to Austin. Um, future USA Eagle, what a player he is. Yeah, he is um, just somebody who has speed for days and is always looking for cracks, you know, in the defense. Doesn't need a lot of opportunity presented uh, for him to capitalize on it. Absolutely. It was a joy to see him play. Um, and I, I think there was it Will Maggi or, or somebody like that. His family, I think he's from this area or his family is at least. So they were there at the game. Yeah, there were there was a big contingent of Austin uh, Austin fans in the parking lot before the game, um, finding each other and uh, greeting each other in the traditional manner right. of rugby fans and players. And uh, then in the I think some of the private tents across yeah. on the uh, the lantern suites. Right, the Delta lantern suites. Of That's right. Uh, so it's always nice to see um, visiting fans. I'm sure we'll have quite a view when uh, Rooney makes uh, makes their way up here. 
um, yeah, that's great. It's great to see for the league, uh, you know, we're traveling fans. We definitely want to have them and welcome them and, uh, you know, give them a little bit of crap, uh, you know, uh, during the game, but mostly, you know, shake their hand and say, well done at the end of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the socially appropriate amount of, uh, flack, right? Yes, exactly. All right. So moving right along here, we've got the next game up for our free jacks, uh, this Saturday is rugby ATL versus our beloved free jacks. I wrote down and I've only got two sticky notes for this one, but, um, ATL, a very dangerous team. Guys, don't do not sleep on ATL. Um, I will tell you right now, they're at home. We have to travel down there. It can get very hot and humid uh, in Atlanta in May. I mean, we're 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 dealing with like 50s right now in in May. It it could be completely different down there. It could be, I don't know, like 90 degrees and 85 percent humidity, or reverse that. It, I mean, it it could be really really swampy conditions, and that will play a factor. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, it almost certainly won't be comfortable. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's just which flavor of weather-based misery you're going to get Absolutely. down there. Yeah, I, I lived in uh, out just outside Athens, Georgia for a couple years. No kidding. And, uh, yeah, when I was much younger, eight, like uh, freshman year of high school, um, and I played ba- – I was a baseball kid growing up. So I played baseball, oh. and I was a catcher. And uh, catching in the Georgia red clay – you know, uh, the in the heat of uh, uh, Clark County summer yeah. is not a great time. No, no, no. Not. it is. It is brutal down there. You didn't grow up so, a Bulldogs fan, did you? I did not. Um, no, my uh, my SEC team is uh, the University of Tennessee. Go Vols. Let Peyton win, as my friends are wont to say. My parents both went to UT. So okay. they are right they are UT alums. Right on. That's cool. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Moving right along here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You know what? Anybody. I mean, I can't imagine people don't know, but anybody who isn't familiar, SEC football is its own whole domain of sure. sports rivalry. I mean, sure. it, you could, you can, and many people have written tomes about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my Carolina Gamecocks have to travel to Tennessee for football this year. And that's never an easy place to play. So best of luck to them. Um, so I did write down also Scott Lawrence, who is the American head coach uh, for Atlanta. I've got a lot of time for Scott, man. I saw him on the rugby rant for a little bit. Um, I didn't watch the entire segment, but I watched a little bit of it. He gets it, man. He's a smart guy. Smart, smart yeah. guy. Yeah, they're doing a lot of great stuff down there. Um, John Dom, uh, Jason Dom, I believe his name is, the eight man. Um, played out in Colorado and now is back home. He's from Marietta. Um, is definitely a force. Mm-hmm. Somebody who will have to neutralize. He had a he had in the their match against Toronto. Their win this week. He had a try off the pick and go on a scrum. Okay. And he was if you watch, I believe their second mall try because Atlanta's mall is nasty. We're gonna have to neutralize it. Um, and I don't think our Jedi mind tricks are like from this past week are like likely to work again. That's one you don't get to bust out too often. Um, so we're going to have to physically stop their mall. But if you watch that, he, his body position is phenomenal. He's latched on. It's when the mall splits, right? So the large mall and then part of it shears off Yeah, and he's in the shear. Okay. And he's, he, his legs are pumping 
and his back is straight like he's scrummaging i mean Uh he's in that perfect position and he is just churning the ball carrier down the field pretty much by himself he's got a lot of power he's young he's athletic um, and he's somebody to watch um vian conradi is gonna um have a message to send I, i guarantee we'll get a big collision if if we see some of those similar pick and goes. Can't wait to see it for sure. That's what it's all about. Um, so what is your key to the game, my friend? Um, my key to the game is going to be stopping the mall. Um, we know it's dangerous. Um, they accounted for most of their points against Toronto. Uh, it's a big part of their game plan. And uh, the Free Jacks have, I, I you know, I'd give them like a B this season on stopping the mall, but I think they're going to need an A this weekend. All right. As a teacher, you know, I love you throwing out those uh, A and Bs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me develop a rubric real quick. Hold on. We need our grades to be fair and equitable. There you go. Um, so for me, it, it's it's kind of like a callback to what yours was last week. I want us to score early and often, I'm adding that in there, often, uh, to keep ATL slightly out of reach, so just managing the game, right? Um, yeah. I had a prediction here. Uh, there it is. All right. So moving right along to the p- p- predictions for the game, uh, I will go first this week. Um, All right. Free, uh, Free Jacks, 38. Rugby ATL, 28. Mine was a little lower, which I think has been uh, maybe a pattern. Okay. So have to go back and analyze our predictions. Uh, but mine is Free Jacks 32 to Atlanta 24. Okay. So we're both predicting a win here. I mean, obviously, we've got our <laughs> red and blue tinted glasses on, I it's, guess. It's possible that we're biased. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to be a fun game to watch, I think, especially if you're a forward guy. Uh, yeah, like ourselves. I mean, I love watching running rugby and I love watching back scoring tries, but at my heart and soul, I will always be a second row lock. So um, to see our big boys get into it with uh, their big boys is uh, going to be fun and exciting to watch. Um, yeah. So we're predicting a win and we've done pretty well so far with our predictions. So hopefully that continues. Um, got anything else to add, Dave? Um, just they're very similar teams, same record, same points on the table, um, really similar point differential. Our points for are like one point off, I think. Uh, turnover rates are very similar. So in a lot of ways, it's it's just a really even matchup. So I think you're right. It's going to be a fantastic match to watch. Um, one area where Atlanta does pull ahead in the stats is um, – tackles broken and offloads they're at a level think like our match against utah um where we could see them make turn one poor tackle into a lot of territory just with one or two offloads broken tackles tend to lead to broken tackles right once you're out of your defensive system your tacklers are coming in from different angles it's a little easier to beat them so uh we'll see a little bit of that from atlanta so again, going to really need people to turn up, win the collision, and eliminate the possibility of those, you know, line break offloads. For sure. All right, I'm always worried that we're forgetting something. I think we're all set, man. Um, let's go, Free Jacks, get that win against Atlanta, and let's ride. Huzzah! Man. Yeah, huzzah! Let's ride. Yeah, huzzah! huzzah!
All right, y'all. That was our new titled Outriders segment with Phil and Dave. Tell us what you think about uh, the new name by sending us an email over there at uh, Jack's Rangers Show at gmail.com. Wanted to jump into our American Revolutionary War history uh, today in American Revolutionary War history in 1776. In a letter to Congress, American General George Washington recommended raising companies of German Americans to use against the German mercenaries anticipated to fight for Britain. And I've got a quote here as well. Revolutionary War quotes. The hour is fast appro- approaching on which the honor and success of this army and the safety of our bleeding country depend. Remember, officers and soldiers, that you are free men fighting for the blessings of liberty. That was General George Washington for our Revolutionary War quote. Next up, as I was saying earlier in the episode, we've got our buddy Dylan Ferrasi. Dylan is the uh, owner and moderator, along with myself, of the New England Free Jacks supporters group uh, on Facebook. So if you're a member of that, Dylan started this bad boy um, a while back. He's he's a great kid, man. Um, he plays college rugby up there in Henniker, New Hampshire for New England College. He does a bunch of other things as well with graphic design helping folks out uh, with their pages. He's got a a new exciting opportunity with um, Puerto Rico Rugby League that we're going to be talking about in the episode. And there is a shocking, and I mean shocking, announcement that he makes uh, on there regarding his favorite, other favorite pro sports team. So we'll go right into it here with Dylan on the Jacks Rangers show. Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris with the Jacks Rangers show. I've got Dylan here with me. Um, we're going to crack open a beer here. Let's do it. Yeah! I got the Baxter beer. I got Coors Light. Unfortunately, I have no Baxter near me. No problem. No problem. New Hampshire. Hey, all, of it, uh, all of it works, right? Oh, yep, it's beer. So, where are you from? I'm from Connecticut originally, but I'm currently at school in New Hampshire at New England College. That's uh, Henniker, is that right? Yes. All right, yeah. I live in the Granite uh, State myself. I live in Manchester, the Queen City. Oh, okay. Yeah. We yeah. got a few friends actually moving down to Manchester today, so. I love it here, man. No complaints. Let's see here. So I wanted to ask you a couple questions in regards to um, my understanding is, is you're the Free Jacks owner of the supporters group. You started it up. Is that right? Yeah, I started that just over two years ago. Um, so the back backstory behind that. So I noticed how like, like I knew that we had an exhibition season that year, but I also saw the fans like through the live streams they do over YouTube. Like there's a lot of fans like they, they had the uh, chatter brigade at the time. I don't know if there's still a, gr- a group. Not that I'm I haven't heard much from them on social media. So yeah. uh, at the time, I'm like, I'm seeing these Facebook groups pop up for each of the MLR teams. Like, this would be a good thing to do for our fans, especially New Englanders. Like, we're so spread out apart yeah. from Maine to Connecticut, Rhode Island, all of the above. Yeah. And I'm like, this would be a great idea for, especially during the ex- exhibition season. Mm-hmm. Like, teams like Rooney, I'm like, and my buddy Scott Ferrara always lets the give me a good jab about the Free Jacks. But, uh, I love that guy. Just, He's great. 
and I'm a big fan of his podcast, like both the Rooney on um, the Rooster Booster pod and Rugby Rant, of course. Yeah. But I'm again, I was just thinking, like, I think this would be a great idea. And it just as awesome. We're almost at a thousand members now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and we're just almost two years into it. It's really cool to see. We, uh, we should do something if we, once we get to a thousand, that'd be kind of cool. Just like a post, uh, you know, signifying the achievement. That'd be cool. Definitely. I appreciate you bestowing me uh, moderator, uh, moderator privileges there. I actually had an incident where there was a guy that wanted to join and I was like, okay, let me look at the profile. And, mm. you know, I was like, okay, this seems a little sketchy, but I'm going to see how it goes. So I let the guy in and immediately he's posting spam. I'm like, oh no. So I had to kick yeah. him out and then delete the post. So it's been interesting so far. Um, yeah. I just felt like to invite you as a moderator, since you have started the first free jacks, yeah. fan podcast it just made sense I and you've been sharing a lot for the last however long you've been in the group yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i try to do i try to stay active on social media just because i'm so passionate about the the, the free jacks and uh, yep. i appreciate it no problem yeah um i noticed i just wanted to praise you for a second you are as soon as the free jacks post something you are immediately posted it into the moderators page it's so it's lightning fast so way to go yeah. you're keeping us um, so i have like their posts on instagram um on notifications yeah it's been a little backed up lately because i got a few teams um on, on that because i'm also the moderator for the uh nrl supporters group okay so i've been going back and forth between both union and league <laughs> but I, i'm a fan of all codes yeah um you have a social media presence outside of facebook as uh, you're talking about there do you have anything to plug for us uh um so follow my social media at Dylan Faraci Rugby. It's my spelling right on the Zoom and rugby. And then follow my teams, uh, NECM Rugby for New England College, the team I currently play for, along with the Hartford Wanderers, Hartford Opooners, where I work as a social media director. And also I just was announced yesterday as the social as the graph, head of graphic design for the Puerto Rico National Rugby League team. Yeah, congratulations, so, man. Thank you. And then also my I can't I gotta give a shout out to where I got my start in rugby, uh since Ray Boys Rugby. Um follow them on Instagram. They just recently started an Instagram page. They're playing today against Notre Dame Fairfield today. Okay. And they, they kick off at two. So I'm hopefully gonna find a stream for them if they're if it's live. So yeah. good luck to my boys down there. Yeah, good luck. Um what is your origin story with rugby? Can you get into that a little bit more? So the first time I ever picked up a rugby ball was like fifth, third or fourth grade. I went to a buddy's place and his dad used to play rugby. Oh, wow. And again, like I'm a small person. I'm, I'm a scrum half, so I'm a little shorter in stature. But imagine me as a third and fourth grade. I'm even smaller. And uh, so he, he brought us outside and like, this is a big ball. I'm like, oh, I can third and fourth graders. They're not great at passing. You yeah. can only imagine how beautiful that was. Um, and then. I'm like, okay, this is cool, but I'm probably not going to get into it because I'm playing football and baseball like most Americans at the time, yeah. at that time, at that age range. And then come fifth grade, um, my buddy George joins uh, our football team, and then his dad is the high school rugby coach. Okay. So right it felt like every week he would be like, wait, what are you doing for spring freshman yeah. year? Recruitment, recruitment. Yeah, always he'd recruit- get that in my brain then, yeah. but I would say – my, my answer was always baseball because, like, that's the only sport I really knew besides football. And then have that go until the fall of freshman year, have that go into my ear 
um, every time I would see him. But um, yep. then right before baseball tryouts freshman year, um, he invited me to come out to practice because they started earlier than baseball. Mm -hmm. So I went out for that week, learned the basics of, of passing, and then um, reintroduced myself to tackling because – Right. We we start we, we in high school when we started rugby it'd be like late February early March, and you have that and I didn't wrestle at the time but I did later, so I gotta re, re educate myself on tackling because in high school for Connecticut football ends like right before Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and you have all that time frame without tackling you just need to re educate yourself as an athlete to get back in the basics and also the way tackling rugby is so much more different than football oh, at least at that time. Oh yeah. Like then they didn't really care as much. Like when I started playing high school football, they really just started introducing concussions like mm -hmm. to us. Like right. But um, then I got cut from the baseball team for a bad week of tryouts, and as and my buddy whose dad was head football uh, head rugby coach, his he was also trying out. He made the team. As soon as I get my dad's car, he gets a phone call. He hands me the phone. I'll see you tomorrow for a scrimmage. Ah, you got so you. it was either that or track, and I'm like, and I already done a week of rugby, so I'm like, uh, okay, I'll yeah. show up tomorrow for the scrimmage. That was the first rugby game I've ever seen in person, yeah. and then I just fell in love with that ever since, and then here we are today. It's a beautiful story, man. Very cool. Do you have a rugby nickname on your team? No, really? um, yeah, no, um, I'm one of the three, so. We never like when I got into college. We didn't really do nicknames. It was more just of, of us partying, but um, like went off the field and then us getting on the field doing our business. And then after my sophomore year, a lot of our guys left because we dropped from D one A to D two. Okay. So a lot of the, a lot of our guys were were really experienced. They're like, I'm going to transfer to other schools. Like two of our guys transferred to a, a brand new team up in Canada at Trinity Western. Wow. Yeah, that's all the way out in Vancouver, which was also closer to them because they're both from Southern California. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. And then one of our guys transferred to St. Bonaventure's, and then two of our guys transferred to Texas Western – oh, uh, um, El Paso. Okay, right on. Yeah. And then uh, we had to reboot everything. We, um, we only had four guys last – like 2019 experience, and now we only had like – have five to six now and it's we've had we've had to do a lot of grassroots recruiting here yeah it's a smaller college too so that's a little bit more challenging right especially now with covid sure. like like majority of the students are online and like the majority of people in person are athletes already so they're already on a team so it's yeah. really um hard to recruit people over uh, talk about your um, recruit. Well, just your collegiate rugby um, experience so far. Uh, any scholarships? How were you recruited? How did you choose where you're at? So I'm not on scholarship. I was recruited though. I was so the first school I was talking to with rugby was Springfield College. I was a sophomore, and I was talking with the captain, and then um, he invited me to come out to a practice the next week. My mom was against because I was a sophomore in high school practicing with college kids. Yeah. And then ironically that weekend, I broke my collarbone. So it wasn't meant oh. to be, but I did go out to visit a game that for um, right before they went to playoffs, Okay. but they did, which was cool to see. Like they did their version of the Haka, which was really cool to see. 
Oh wow, that's awesome. It, but in, like in America, like they they tip they don't do like the actual haka. It was like a more of like a circle that went back and forth. But it was cool to see. And then I'll uh, talk to Franklin Pierce with their captain. And then I really started talking with New England College my junior year with the coach at the time, which I believe was Jeremy Treese. And then also AIC got on to me with Josh Macy. And then they both left after my junior year. That went a little quiet. But then their new co- the new coaches at the time, Rob Geary and um, Tal Bear, got on my phone. And they were trying to get um, – we were talking until the fall of my senior year. Um, I visited both schools on the same weekend. So I came here first. Um, didn't meet anyone on the team yet because they were down in Connecticut playing UConn. Okay. And then on that Monday uh, for Columbus Day, I went to AIC. I met Coach Geary and then um, met one of the players who was a hooker. Um, and then just after that visit, I'm just like, I want to say in the backs, um, I was a wing and a fullback at the time. I just learned scrum half or I, at the time I hadn't learned it yet. Mm-hmm. But that spring, I learned it just to diversify my backline experience. Yeah, utility. And, yep. and so NEC was the one really pulling me um, just with the school. It was a better, um, in my opinion, it was a better location. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in politics. I'm now a political science major. Okay. And New Hampshire is really known for politics. So oh, yes, yes, we are. Yep. And they were, the school really felt more at home to me even though springfield's a lot closer to me yeah uh, being from connecticut but any and um ironically my great uncle had a house the next town over in deering okay so which was i i didn't know that until like after my freshman year like i hadn't been up here since i was probably like 10 or 12 like it's been it had been a while so it just felt more home here and then i've been here since nice nice i listen i love new hampshire i came up here 11 years ago and I don't know if I'm ever leaving. It's just, it's such an awesome place. It's so beautiful here. I can go on and on about New Hampshire, but um, Definitely. yeah. Um, talk about the Puerto Rico rugby league graphic designer gig that you got. How did that come about? So I've been working with the Harpo- Hartford Harpooners since December of last year. And a couple of days ago, one of my teammates, um, Tony Rodriguez, he's been a big um, influencer in my league experience, like at least online. He's been plugging league a lot because he, he's played for both the K- Brooklyn Kings and the White Plains Wombat, Wombats. Okay. And um, and a couple days ago, he's like, hey, I see you know, there's a lot of – I've had this idea of starting up a Puerto Rican national team for rugby league, which there isn't one at the moment, like at least like actually playing. Um, so he's like, would you guys – if you um, seeing there's a lot of Puerto Ricans like – um, or at least people of Latino descent, uh, would you guys be interested in playing? I'm, I'm just like, hey, do you need a social media guy? He's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, I'm like, I was kidding. I already have a couple jobs lined up, but uh, right. I'll definitely do graphics for you. He's like, of course. And like, I just got onto a new um, um, provider for um, making graphics. I've been using Google Slides for the last year, uh, like since um, I got the uh, Hartford gig. Okay and been using a knockoff Photoshop, <laughs> but, uh, but then I got into Canva and it's just been amazing. Um, and just the um, graphics I've been putting out for the last week, it's just been a, a step up from what I've been doing for the last couple months. The one that you sent me is 
pretty dang good, man. I mm-hmm. realized like when you get into this, like I, I, um, I downloaded over, which is something that you can use on your phone, just like for basic yeah. stuff. I mean, it's okay. But then I was like, I really want a really nice logo. So I went on fiverr.com mm-hmm. paid like 50 bucks. And the guy that did it is just, the the work on it is amazing. I'm so happy with Definitely. it. So, I mean, it's just. Yeah, I do like the logo. So it looks a lot better than the original. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, so, I mean, graphic design is is so necessary in the social media mm-hmm. world. And I kind of didn't really put that together until I started this thing up. It's so mm-hmm. important. Um, yeah, I have no actual like training. Like I've, I'm self-taught and oh, like, wow. and I um, also have some, like my boss here at New England College, I work in athletics. Uh-huh. I was a work study student for four years. And my most recent boss with the SID here, um, he's taught me very little on Photoshop, but he did teach me the basics and I'm just using the basics and learnings as I, as I go. Yeah, and I Keep it going, man. Um, can you explain the difference between league and union to those that may not be aware? All right. So I didn't know the difference for a while. It was just like, thought it was just rugby for, but then I got into the rugby league in America podcast with Nate Gladden, good friend of mine. Um, mostly it's numbers. It's th- um, league is 13 union is 15s, sevens, and then league is 13 nines. Um, and then there's no rucks. So once there's a tackle, uh, it's kind of like more like touch. Like you just you back up ten meters. Once you make once you make the tackle, and then you put on um, the guy who's the ball carrier stands up, puts the ball in, ball on the ground, and kicks the ball back a little bit for um, the halfback to uh, just pass it out. Mm-hmm. And also the numbers are inverse. So like the one is in the back line instead of propping. Wow, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I've noticed that too. I'm like, okay. That's like, um, and there's 13 guys, so it's, yeah. um, and also there's no lineouts. Um, so if it goes out, if the ball goes out, mm-hmm. it goes right to, um, uncontested scrum. Oh, okay. Scrums are uncontested and the point systems are different. Tries are worth four points. Okay. Uh, conversion still two drop goals are, or one point hmm. and penalties are two points. Okay. And also, you can check out if you want to learn more about league and union. The differences go see. Um, there's a YouTube video, Rugby League Explained, or I forget the actual name of the video, but it's called Sin Explains. Mm-hmm. It, he goes over a lot of different sports, um, not just rugby or soccer. Like he goes through like a lot of different sports, even Quidditch. Oh wow! Yeah, like he goes through all the weird sports. It's really entertaining. I like. It, what I have them on notifications on my YouTube, and like every post a new video, I'm just like, I gotta watch it because if it might be a new weird sport, I might get into. Right on, rugby has been a really big um, gate for that for me. Like I got into Aussie Rules for a little bit. Oh wow! And um, some other like uh, Gaelic football too. Aussie Rules used to come on TV late at night mm-hmm. um, on I want to say Fox Sports. Back yeah. When I was like in high school, so this was like early early two thousands. Yeah, I'll be like, what in the world is this? You know, I didn't know. Yep. Um, but I know uh, there's a team down in Boston and I think there's one in Maine now. Wow. Incredible. So they're like, there's a lot of clubs for um, the USAFL for it, Aussie rules. It, it, I think there's more teams in that than actual rugby league teams. Wow. Yeah. I mean, rugby league. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I have a, I have a hot take about rugby league. I'm mm-hmm. not going to share that here because I don't want to be divisive. But. Mm-hmm. 
it's interesting. We've got a sports landscape that's so saturated with sports and yep. um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, best of luck to those folks. I'm a union guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to play rugby. That's my, yeah, thing. there you rugby, go. I could care less. If there's a You're rugby cool. ball on it, I don't care. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have a, uh, are you a founding member? And if so, do you know your founding member number? I am not. Okay. Um, so again, college student. So, and also I live in Connecticut. Um, so I'm a little far from the stadium, but I do want to go to a game. Um, I'm honestly trying to plan on the um, July 3rd game against Rooney. So I'm hoping Scott will be there. Scott's going to be there. Yeah. I'll talk to him. Is he going to be there? Yeah. He, okay. Yes, sir. Yep. I, I want to be there for the cold war. Listen, man, that guy is so cool. I think I mentioned it in the previous podcast. Like I had reached out to him and said, uh, I'd love to come on your podcast or whatever. And he was like, cool. And I mentioned that I was starting this up and he was so accommodating. Like he was mm-hmm. like, you know, if you ever need anything, let me know. So I've been chatting him up and just mm-hmm. asking him questions because I got a buddy of mine that's really successful in the podcasting world, but it's yep. not a rugby podcast. Mm-hmm. So asking rugby specific things to Scott and he was getting back to me really quick. And you know, yep. answering the question. that's really good about that. What an amazing guy. As and, much and- as we banter about Bruni and free jacks, like I love my KFC. Oh, <laughs> And he yeah. loves his flapjacks, but like, he's always been good to me. Like we might, like, I know that I've been on a guest on a show once on the rugby rant with Ty and Rob and his, and Rob's son. Um, it was a fun experience. And those guys have been great to me. Like, like I've invited them all to be admins in the free Jacks group. Like just to unify all the groups together. It just seemed more, most sense. Like, cause they're the, Arguably one of the biggest rugby pods in the country right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. along with America, uh, red, white, and black eye, and then earful dirt. Like, and the rugby rants right there up there, with, with them, especially them. with the Facebook group. Yeah. They're killing They've it. They've used that Facebook group to grow that pod. It's insane to see. Good for them, man. Happy for them. Um, let's see here. What have you been drinking lately? You know, you're a college student. I know you're drinking a beer right now. That's great. Me too. But um, in terms of craft beer, what do you like? Mm. Really, I'll try anything. Um, I'm, I love beer. Um, a lot of Sam Adams. I love Sam Adams. Me too. Um, I was just at the Henniker Brewery yesterday for the first time, it actually being open. Yeah, they got um, that there. Yep. Every time I go, I mean, the thing is, it's literally across town from my dorm room, so I don't go there as often. But I, every time I've gone, it's been closed until yesterday. So, like, it's just wor- bad timing on schedules, but like, it worked out yesterday. I was able to go and uh, have a couple be- samples and um, I've been having their beer before, like just buying stores in town yep. or going to restaurants and getting it. But um, going there for the first time was really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take this moment to say if any beer company, whether it be craft beer or a mainstream brand wants to sponsor the pod, send us beer. We will drink it on air. We will drink it on air. Baxter. Listen, we love you, bro. You're up in Maine. I mean, come on. I get something down in New Hampshire more. Like I, I need to get my free Jack's IPA. I still haven't had it. You know, I, I look for it. Um, I go on their website to try to find mm-hmm. it. And I think what they have on there is it's not specific to the, the, the actual like um, specific beer. It's more mm-hmm. like they sell that brand at this location. So if I go somewhere, let's say Market Basket, where it's listed on the website, yep. I can only find something like this. I can't find the yeah. So. You know, yeah. Hey, guys, send me Baxter. Listen, send me a just a crate of the Free Jacks beer, and I will drink it every time that I'm on here. Let's Definitely. work something out. <laughs> I'm hearing so much from Matt McCarthy, and like, 
I just want the habit. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, he's like saying that's one of his favorite beers. I'm like, I haven't had it. It's and I'm a free really jacks guy. It's really good. Um, I, by the way, I love Matt McCarthy too. He, I've been watching rugby wrap up for what seems like five years. You know, what I'm yep. I was, I don't know if I'm an early adopter of that uh, particular page, but I love, uh, they, they do a great work. Over they there. do. They've been a great help to like, well, it, it, just his commentary skills have been great. Like for matches. Yep. Absolutely. But um, I know like a few of the pods have given my club back in high school shout outs and here too mm-hmm. at NEC, but um, just all the pods that I've been listening to, like, I think all eight of them. Um, but, so many. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many now. Like back in, yeah. like when in high school, there was probably like one or two. Now and like four years later, it's insane how many pods are, there are now. Yeah, you're right. It's great for the game, though. For sure. Yeah. Um, next thing here, what's more in New England, Dunkin' Donuts or clam chowder? Ooh. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. I would say Dunkin' Donuts. Because you have Manhattan clam chowder, yeah. But I, it's a, you can debate that all you want, and on lobster rolls, of course. Yeah, yeah. Lobster rolls are the definition. I, I think um, Dunkin' Donuts is more New England, um, but it's it's they're expanding. They're down in North yeah. Carolina now. That's where I'm from. Uh, my family lives down there still, and there's one in the next town over. So it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. I, I have it every day. Listen, yeah. they put a, a beating on my wallet, bro. Dunkin' Donuts yeah, is all of my money. But how many are there in Manchester? Just the thing. God. Um, I this is probably one in every corner. Yeah. It's, and it's there's definitely one at Snow Arena. There has to be. Yeah, oh, yeah. And literally in Hartford, our baseball stadium is called Dunkin' Donuts Park. Yeah. I'd like to go down there to watch a game because they play the, the Fisher Cats. So that would yep. be a cool road trip to go down there. Definitely. I'm actually planning on going to the Fisher Cats this year. Yeah. I've got. Um, I just won a contest with my neighbor. Cool. For, uh, so we got free tickets. So. I've got Both. six voucher tickets that I can use at any point. So let's, let's, Hey, let's go. Me and let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Um, where does your passion for the free Jacks come from? Being a new Englander. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. also I'm a Patriot fan, I'm a Bruin fan mm-hmm. and the Celtics. And then uh, being from Connecticut, you're going to dislike this a lot, but I'm a Yankee fan. Oh boy. All right. We're confused. We don't have a team anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't have a team. Our team moved to the Carolinas, who I absolutely hate. Oh, okay. I hate the, I hate the Hurricanes. They're, like, the uh, only Hurricane so... thing I own, and I see, I've seen it. Okay. I see that pennant. Yeah. The only Hurricanes thing I own is that original Whaler jersey they came out with a couple years ago. Yeah, it's sick. It's really nice. I have that. I'm not here. It's back home in Connecticut, but it's, it's such a beautiful jersey. I had to get it. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's see here. What else we got? Um, what match day improvements would you like to see for the next? Oh, you're not going to the all the games, so let me skip over that one. Uh, I haven't been to a game yet, unfortunately. Either we're gonna get you. Yes. We're gonna get you there, Ollie. If you're listening, but from what I've heard, yep. Um, I would like to see more stands. Yeah. Yep. Definitely would be nice. Is the Delta section open, or is that? Uh, that, like, so that's the the lantern area yeah they have suites there okay. uh, there was definitely a couple of parties there that were occupying those uh for the first mm-hmm. game but it was not full yeah well I, that, with covid you have it's yeah. not gonna be full well uh, again we have to see what we haven't seen the stadium at union point we haven't seen it at capacity in a very long time we haven't seen it since 2019 because mm-hmm. covid shut us down be- right before the first home against houston last year 
which would have been really nice to see, like us on national television. I know, man. What but a it's fine. We got we have it. Just take our time, and we've already seen the stadium on national TV now with, against Utah. That was a great match. I watched it. It was a great ending. It was great ending with Mike You know, the fans were into it. I, you know, when that place is going to be completely full, and they will sell out games. We're going to get Definitely. there. When they, I'd rather a small there. sellout stadium than a big empty stadium. That's yeah. one reason why I was against LA with the the Coliseum. But this year I got it because you want to have fans, and the likelihood of a small stadium having fans is very unlikely compared to a larger stadium with very few fans. I just want to make this moment right here just be about anti-LA. LA, get it together with your stupid name. How dare you? All right, uh, what else we got here? Favorite player on the team? Ooh, that's tough because I've played with a few of them. Um, Just with – well, can I say former player? Sure. Ian Luciano or Isaiah Lopez because they've got former NEC guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both signed during the uh, ex- um, the exhibition season. Um, but I don't know. Um, I haven't heard much from them lately. But I know Ian was with the Independents for the preseason matches last year. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, and they've been playing for Mystic River. So, um, but currently, I'll guys say Kyle. Okay. But the one thing is, I will not buy his wig that <laughs> they sell in a store. <laughs> I've got his. I've texted that to him too. I'm like, only way I'm wearing your shirt or your wig is if you give it to me hand, like by in person. Only way I'm going to have it. I'm never going to buy it. He was. I'd rather have an eight M shirt, which I do have. There you go. I got. I've got his shirt. Um, at the last home game, uh, he was not playing, but he was there, mm-hmm. and I was about to leave, and I saw him. I was like, Kyle, let me get a picture with you, and he was really nice, and, and got. I got a picture with him. So. Yeah, I got to play against him a few times when he was at Bonnie's. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's where he was at. So, um, I would love to have him on the podcast, Kyle. If you're listening, give me a give me a Bald shot. Eagle. Yeah. Bald Eagle fly. Love him, bro. Um. Yeah, so best hair on the team, it's obviously Kyle, in my opinion. Of course. Yeah, there's no contest. No contest. Unless if someone else were to grow a mullet as majestic as Kyle's. Like, that's the only way you can compare. Absolutely. Unless someone gets a mohawk, that'd be hilarious. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. Um, I could see Dougie Fife rocking a mohawk. That would be sick. That would be definitely. And then get some lightning bolts on the side, get some tattoos like the Flash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's your MVP? Speaking of Dougie. Who is your MVP so far in the season, and why is it Dougie Fife? I was going to argue Josh Larson, but that's beside the point. Hey, that's all right. You can argue. Um, well, Josh is our captain. Oh, captain, my captain. And, captain. But Dougie's been great on the back line, so mm-hmm. it's between those two for me. Yeah, all right. Fair. And then when Walk is on the pitch, Walk has been great. Walk is so good, man. The the wise old owl, old Walker. Definitely. What team or teams do you dislike in Major League Rugby and why? And why is it Rooney? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, I'm kidding. I got a few friends on Rooney now. Um, but uh, I don't typically dislike a lot of teams. Mm. Um, I, I, like, I chose the Free Jacks because they're in my backyard. But I'm more of a MLR fan. All right. Um, and I'm the same way with the NARL. I'm going to choose Boston as my team, but again, I want the growth of the game. I am a fan of all teams. I can really like, I don't care who wins really. I want to see a good product on the field and I want the leagues to grow and be successful. Like 
MLS and even compete with the big four if they are able to. One day but, we'll get there. One day. But if I if if I had to choose a team to dislike, it'd be Rooney. Yeah. Because just because of Scott. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> just I just love the banter between me and Scott. That's the main reason. Hey, we'll have I'm gonna be on his show at some point and I'd love to have him on mine prior mm-hmm. to the next game that we play against Rooney. It'll be great. Um you oh, know, definitely. Boston versus um New York is just such a historical rivalry. Um, and yeah, we're going to get the best of them. We did last year, um, uh, prior mm. to COVID. I was at that game. I was in, uh, Las, uh, Las Vegas and I was, bounce. Oh, I watched that game live. Oh, I was screaming for that bounce when we got that try. I was like, how the hell did that happen? And I, I for a year, for a year, I was using that against Scott. Oh my gosh. To be there and watch that live in person. I shouted out, you will never see that happen ever again. Like, no, you won't. That is just one of those one in a million bounces Mm -hmm. that will never be seen again. Who scored that? Was it Walker? Was it Trambert? I don't. Because I know Walker scored a couple times that weekend. Yeah, I don't think it was, but I can't remember who scored that try. Oh my gosh. But Ben Foden messed it up, I think. I I think he was the one that missed the, the bounce on that. Anyway, uh, but while I was, yeah, dude, uh, what what an experience that was. I was sick as a dog. I'm assuming it was tag that kicked that, right? Had to be. Had yeah. To be uh, and also, before you move on, I just want to wish good luck to tag meter. Uh, hopefully getting an NFL contract. I would love to see him play. I just miss him wearing the, uh, the free jazz colors. And I miss him too. Also would love to see him wear the USA Eagles kit again. Yeah. Watching, him, watching him play during, um, la- um, was it last year or the year before? when he was with the Eagles must have been the year before watching uh, just again watching him play with the Eagles was cool to see it was cool um you know the OG captain yeah uh the OG captain Mr. Leader if you're out there listening if this NFL thing doesn't work out you're welcome to come back to the Free Jacks no hard or the Harpooners yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) I love to play with them uh okay so finally we got one word association so just one word. I'm going to say something, and then you just you know tell me what you think. Mags, hilarious. Josh Larson. Oh, captain, my captain. The eagle. Majestic hair. Union Point. Home. Dougie Fife. Flash. <laughs> Rooney. Fried chicken. Guillotinis. Maybe a good drink. I haven't had it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's going to taste like, um, I don't know, bad actors. You know, just like bad acting is what it's going to taste like. Yeah, um, ugh, what a, the worst name in sports. I've said it before. I'll say it again, the worst name in sports. Um, yeah. With Rooney, I, I just want to throw in one thing before we get off here, just a little banter. When are they going to change their name to New Jersey, I wonder? Is that going to happen since they're playing in New Jersey? I know it's difficult times, but geez. Well, if they're going off the, the Giants and Jets model, no. Yeah, that's right. But um, I – if I was Scott, I'll make up a concept logo with the J 
like with the uh, near, like with the Gotham FC came up with, kind of like that with the Dylan YJ combo. Make this, and I will post it everywhere. <laughs> I will try. I'll see what I can do. All right, man. Okay, this has been fun. We'll definitely have to do it again sometime. Oh, uh, definitely. I appreciate your time, man. And you know, we say something at the end of this. One, two, three. Let's ride. Let's ride. All right, guys. That was Dylan Ferrasi. That kid's got a bright future. I'm sure of it. Always enjoy talking to him in the um, supporters group. Appreciate what he does over there with posting things from the Free Jacks Lightning Fast and doing a better moderating job than me. Can't believe he's a Yankees fan, though. Disgusting. Dylan, shame on you. But yeah, seriously, um, great talking with Dylan. Hope to have him back on the show at some point in the near future. Wanted to give a quick shout out to Tammy McQueen. Tammy is the, uh, the young lady that is on the microphone at the home games. She has been very cool since I announced that the podcast uh, was going to be a thing and has shared a lot of our stuff on Instagram along with Dylan as well. He's been great. And uh, Natalie, of all of those guys have been big friends and supporters of the show. So thanks to those folks, especially Tammy, who I'm going to be having on the show very soon with an interview. There is a announcement that I want to tell you guys about, but I'm going to keep it under wraps at, for now. I'm not going to get specific, but I will say that we had two absolute legends, and I do mean legends, interviewed on the show yesterday, which was May the 10th. So those uh, episodes will be coming out in the weeks to come, but they are big, big names. And I am so happy and so thankful for those folks to come on uh, to give us uh, their time. Very, They were very generous with their time coming on the show. Uh, Dave joined me for those segments. He was very giddy to be involved uh, in those interviews, and I can't blame him. Big things happening for the show, guys. There's a possible sponsorship, too. Um, it's not set in stone yet. There's still some stuff to be worked out, but there have been discussions so that there could be a sponsorship for the the little old The Jacks Rangers show. So that's exciting as well. I appreciate you guys listening. It would not be possible to do these things without the audience, you guys listening, the Rangers out there. So big ups to you guys. Guys, let's go. Let's beat Atlanta this weekend. Woo! Huzzah! Go Free Jacks, and I'll see you in episode four coming out next week. Huzzah!